Welcome to the new IT. Welcome to the new IT today, Brad. What's going on in the show? What's happening in the world of new IT and the world in general? I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm just on it today, right? man. Just a little bit. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to use that whole festive Bobby, but I love the energy that you're bringing. It's so. a festive Bobby. I, gotta, I don't know if that's uh, going to be a thing. Maybe uh, it is. I don't know. I'm always festive, aren't I? That's you just, are. That's, that's Like just, I said, that's the energy you bring. I love it. <laughs> Very uh, good. What do we got going on? Well, who's in the show? Who's in the house, I should say? We got an in-person guest. This is awesome. So yeah, We, we have, love in-person. Thanks, man, for we being have, in the I know, awesome right? Yeah. Actually coming in in studio, being here with us. This is awesome. Yes. So good. So speaking of which, we have Danny from IXL. I know you guys were acquired. Well, Immersion is who you came from, but I know you guys were acquired by IXL. Are you guys going by that name now, or is it, is it official? So our brand Immersion will continue. Okay. Um, as a brand of IXL Learning, and we will, uh, you know, continue to service the assessment. Uh, you know. Language assessment. Awesome. World, yeah. Okay. So well, stay in the course. Yeah. Not shaking the boat too much. What works, even with acquisitions and stuff, you kind of try and keep it going if it's working, right? Yeah. And yeah. You just become a connection. And IXL Learning, uh, for context, they own Rosetta Stone. And so oh. language assessments, language learning, ah. it's a great synergy. Exactly, right? Yeah. I didn't realize. So, well, that's where I was going to ask him to go, you know, oh. maybe tell us a little bit about IXL and Immersion and, and kind of what that's like. But before yeah. we dive into that, I want to know a little bit more about you, Danny. Tell me more about you. Yes. Ooh, about me. I, uh, I, I've i been in the industry now for about 15 years. Nice. Um, and I stepped into this role uh, at Immersion, which is in the last two years. So I helped to lead our engineering team. Um, I helped to, uh, I, I've helped with IT. I've helped with uh, doing all sorts of, um, you know, just, just helping from the nitty gritty of my word processors not working all the way up to, um, you know, we need to implement a new system. Okay. And uh, lived here in Utah for the last five years. And where are you from? Here. So are you, are you originally not from Utah? Uh, that's a complicated question. <laughs> okay. Uh, originally Utah's from, been there. Yeah. Right. In exactly. the mix. That's yeah. kind of what I got. <laughs> I grew up in Utah, but then lived in San Diego for about seven years. And awesome. now we're back. What part? Uh, um, in Vista. Okay. I know Vista. Yeah. yeah. I have family in Oceanside, so I get it. Yep. My wife grew up there. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. So she's from there. Mm -hmm. Nice. Came back here. Business or just wanted to come back? We had family here, and uh, business was good here. So I, I went to Plural Site for a while, ah. and then moved to Immersion. Gotcha. Yep. And nice. how did how did that work? How did you get picked up by Immersion? Just what um, happened? What was the process there? I'm just curious. We yeah. like to know that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So the the CTO of Immersion. Uh, at, had also come from Plural Site oh, and was implementing a lot of. Some, he's yeah. picking his people. He is. <laughs> That's the way it's done, baby. So I stepped Absolutely. in there to help out there to grow some teams. And over the course of a small startup, you know, things change. And I actually stepped into his role. I, didn't, I wasn't the CTO, but I, I became the VP of Engineering at Immersion pre acquisition. And, nice. uh, and then he, he left and went on to other startups. Yeah, because that's what you do. Right. That's what you do. That is what you <laughs> when do. You, when you're into the startup world, it's so fun. <laughs> nice. So how does it feel to, to, to be, I know, and I know what it's like to 
to be in startup mode and, ha- and how fun that is and exciting it is. And, and then during acquisition, you know, the world starts to change. <laughs> and Just a little bit. There's a little bit of more corporate creep in there that you got to kind of, you know, suit up a little bit more. How's that been? It's it, always different. It's always very different. We're a very lean shop. Uh, you know, very much focusing on what is that thing that we need to do right now and, and, and get that shipped to production within the next couple of days. Um, they think a lot bigger and, you know, both things have their place and we're trying to figure out what our place is. And yeah, it's exciting. It it's is. super fun. exciting. It's exciting. I, it is hard though. It, it, it's hard when that happens, but it, but it also, especially if you go with it. You realize, you know, corporate, they've, they've been around a long time. How long? I mean, Rosetta Stone's been around forever. I mean, forever. Yeah. yeah I, it's been 20 guys, years. Yeah. yeah for they're they're, they're doing something a certain way. They've kind of learned it. They understand how to uh, grow, mm-hmm. you know, and scale and, and all of that stuff. And some startups, they're still trying to figure that out. So it's I think it's a beautiful mix, but it is hard work, right? Well, not only figure yeah. it out. I mean, I think it's they're, they're still just trying to... They have a mission that they're already trying to complete, and right. it's okay. Now, how do we integrate ourselves into this this process? Yeah, yeah, and they bring us in, and, and you know, we're kind of like lost in the dark. Like, where where do we go? <laughs> right? How do we help? And uh, you know, they, they we're really anxious, and we, so we were acquired back in September, so it's not been that long. Oh, mm-hmm. Fairly, and yeah. yeah, fairly new. Not even six months yet. Yeah, and uh, well, yeah, not even six months. No. Yeah. and Four. so um, you know, it's it's been a really exciting opportunity to like participate in defining that future. And uh, they're a really great company. They're very open, very much thinking like, what can you bring to us? And then, you know, what do you need from us? Mm. And uh, so it's a great exchange between us. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, wow. This is. I, I, we've just been talking. I know. Right? We, <laughs> we haven't, haven't even asked got, any questions know, right? or anything. Well, this I is, mean, we've asked questions. Oh, well, but <laughs> I meant, you know, the, the questions. The, our normal set of questions. Have. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, this might be a loaded question since you guys are kind of just still on the forefront of an acquisition. But how how are you guys using the technology to be disruptors in your industry? I mean, can you maybe speak from both sides, from an emergent and an IXL, or, or do you really because know you're an expert IXL? now? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know everything. Sure does. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Am I a teenager again? Uh, right. Yeah, so, oh, so true. Absolutely. 17. Oh, oh man. man. If I was only as smart as I was when I was 17. Right. right. Oh, let's go back. That would be. <laughs> so, uh, Immersion, we are really focused on automated language assessments. So, you think of, I want to learn how to speak Spanish. I need to be able to know if I'm doing it well, and I need to get that feedback really quickly. And so, we are used um, in language learning for the what I just described there, and that's a lot of that Rosetta Stone is, synergy. Is that a, like an AI type of system structure? Kind or? of. It's not. Um, it, it's more machine learning on the back end for how we take your input and convert okay. that into um, a score that represents your proficiency. Got it. Um, it's based on uh, the doctorate of uh, Jacob Burtis, who is our founder, and what he studied is our minds, and I'm going to butcher exactly how it is, but our minds think in chunks and the more chunks we can hold uh, in a language, the more proficient we are. And so we keep learning more and we can repeat back things. And so the way the assessment works is you hear a statement and you repeat it back. And the more complex the statement is, the more proficient you're able to prove that you are. 
And so we have that for English, we have that for Spanish, and it's used for language learning, and it's also used for hiring. And so you can imagine a call center. They go through how many different people? I, I've heard of call centers with over 400% turnover. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. incredible. I can imagine. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, they have thousands of people they're interviewing every year. And so they, they use our assessment to be able to interview many candidates' language proficiency in the language that they need, and they're able to get that back immediately. Our results uh, don't take hours or half hour. It, you're taking your assessment and it's progressing along the way, and when you're done, you have your score right there. The interviewer has your score, and they're able to have a conversation about how that's your score. So for Interesting. overseas so in support and stuff like that, to see their proficiency and how they're going to act or react or talk or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that? Yeah. Well, and it focuses very much on language proficiency. It's not so much like you're going to be a good medical, you know, if you're going to be like in a call center for medical, like we're not going to assess if you have the medical skills. If you know knowledge, but but how you speak. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Which is really important. It is Uh, very important. I, I mean, I think... That's a that's a, a technology edge in this day and age. I would say to hire folks that speak the language that yeah. they support well, and to do it very quickly. And many many of our customers have commented on how much of an advantage they have over their competitors because mm-hmm. of how quickly our assessment is able to react. Because they don't have to it's done in real do time. Yeah. over and over. Yeah. Make sure they're a good fit. You can get that language barrier completely out of the way quickly. Exactly. Ooh, awesome. That's cool. I love that's it. definitely a disruptor. Just a little bit. Ooh, I love it. Nice. So what would you say is innovative about what you guys do? One of the most innovative parts about what we do is we have an adaptive assessment in our English assessment. And so what that means is instead of having a fixed set of questions that we always have to ask exactly the same ones, we're able to ask one question and then based on how well you do there, ask you a harder or easier question. Okay. And we're able to hone in on where you are very, very quickly. So that shrinks down even the time of our assessment, increases our accuracy of the assessment, and then opens up less questions. Yeah. Ask less questions. Yeah. Huh. So let me ask you this. I mean, how long does it take somebody to do the assessment? I mean, are you are you looking at like maybe two to five minutes or is it like a 15 minute assessment? It's about 12 to 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Depending on how many questions you need to be asked. Hmm. Nice. That's pretty that's, cool. Yeah. That's, I, I can see that. We're always trying to figure out the, the best way to streamline things to get just a little bit more juice out of productivity Absolutely. or stuff. It, the race is on, it seems like. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. For every, and, that, and that's where we're at in the new IT. There's so much new stuff coming out there to, <laughs> to, to just blow our minds. We're going to talk about that later. But. And that's why we're around. Though. Yeah, yeah. that's why we're doing this podcast because I think it's cool. Right? I love hearing from, from folks that are in the thick of it and, and, and doing that stuff. So Absolutely. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> So let me ask you this. I mean, what, is, what does the, uh, the engineering team look like, or what does the team dynamics look like? I mean, how big is the team? What's it like? Is it, is it still a, a, a fun place to be? <laughs> uh, definitely a fun place to be. Uh, so our team is small. We have a five-person engineering team, oh, wow. um, a product manager, and a UI UX designer. And so that forms the team. We have the team architect embedded on the team, which is a structure that um, is kind of similar to having like a tech lead yeah. or an engineering manager. Our architect does not have uh, managerial responsibilities. So no, no HR responsibilities. Okay. Um, they just do their job. 
they do their job and they work with their team to build the team mm -hmm. to help them do the job. Oh, so there's no manager? I am the or, manager of the team, mm -hmm. um, and I, so I do help to build up. But but they kind of they're run the it. ones that are in the nitty gritty. So I I am separated from day to day work mm -hmm. when it comes to development. Unfortunately, I miss those days. Right? <laughs> you know, you yeah. Get, when you move to management, it's a different world. We've <laughs> talked really about is. it many times mm -hmm. on the show. It, you can be the greatest developer on the planet, but that doesn't mean you can manage people. Exactly. Right. Which, and we very much see that as two different tracks. So we we really want. Our, our architect focus, architecture focused engineers to be able to do that work and to not be split half the time managing the people of the team. Exactly. And so you want them to be focused on the want project. Want them to be focused. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and, they, and they do their best work that way. And so we have that team and we're growing that team right now so that we have a second one. Uh, one team will focus more on language assessment development, and one team will focus more on integrations, business development, how we focus on our customers' interaction with the product. Nice. Yeah, it seems like that that's a part of the new IT, kind of that the, the ability to, to not just have micromanagement or those kind of things, but let the people do their jobs that you were hired to do. Yes. Exactly. Very much. I, isn't that a part of the new IT? Isn't oh, what I think yeah. of the new IT. That's what I don't look at this. Hey, let's put this guy in the corner and just tell him what to do all the time. You know that that's how it used to be. Order takers. Yeah, yeah. They're just this <laughs> yep. worker bee in the exactly. corner that doesn't want to talk to human beings because they don't like them. Uh, those days are are few and far between now. Would you, would you say it's much more structured to where you got to be kind of a team and play well with each other. I think that's where we want to go. Yeah. I think that's where we want to see Maybe the industry go. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of companies, I think, that are still stuck in that micromanagement. Um, we have definitely seen that with our engineers, they're happiest when they're given a problem. Well, our entire team, right? Our engineers in, com in mm -hmm. partnership with UIUX, with product, working all together to solve a problem. That's where they thrive. That's where they enjoy coming into work. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you're you're coming together for a common goal to say, okay, let me do my part to to fulfill this 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 end goal. I want to contribute. I want to be there. I want to help out. Yeah, exactly. And, and something that's very unique for us is that our engineers don't work in silos. They don't work individually on tasks. They also uh -huh. don't work in pairs on tasks, but okay. they'll work in what we call a mob. A lot of people will call it an ensemble, depending on how you want to phrase it. Um, I like mob. Yeah. I like mob. Mob programming. <laughs> and so the way we think about it is we want to bring all the minds together to focus on getting work done rather than starting lots of work. And we want to focus on getting the highest value thing out to our customers as soon as possible. And a lot of that is also lean based. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we focus on getting interviews with our customers, figuring out where their pain points are, and we find these hot spots, we focus on those hot spots while we're also doing other research, but we're developing solutions to solve those hot spots and, and not worrying so much about what is the ideal solution, but what is the next iteration? What's the next thing we can do to improve things? Nice. Wow. I, I like it. it. I, I like to talk about culture just because it's a big thing. Just, uh, especially know, when people are, are looking for a job, looking for a place to be. We, we all want to be in the place where we fit the best. 
what would you say your culture is? What would you say, how, what does that look like from your standpoint, culture-wise? Yeah, and culture is such an overloaded term, oh, right? It's so different. It's it so means bad. so much. That's yeah. why I threw it at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, go in 10 different directions. <laughs> yeah. For, for us, culture is um, having a process in place that enables us to deliver good value, great value to our customers. It's um, a team that's cohesive. It's people that want to work together and collaborative, uh, collaboratively. It's um, building an environment where we want to be together for that time we're together. I mean, we're worth work way more than we're worth family. Oh, absolutely. And, and friends. Yeah. And, uh, and so being able to have relationships there that, you know, we don't have to be buddy-buddy, but people that we are happy to be working with. Um, and so we have, you know, lunchtime games. Sometimes we'll uh, we we've done lunchtime uh, group lunches in the past, um, and we're looking for new ideas for how we do that now that we have a parent company that works with us. So, and do they do that? Do they have a? What do you do? You feel that the culture meshes fairly well, or are you just not sure yet? I think not, there's I mean, a lot to learn. Through, so yeah. it's really early. Yeah. yeah. So th there's things that's like, oh, you don't do that, but then you have this other similar thing, and so how does it all map together? Right. We're still learning, so yeah. it's too early to really tell. Well, I mean, what? Four months in, I mean, it, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're still on the dating phase. I mean, you still <laughs> got to figure each other out. So I get no, it. No, got, they got married. Well, <laughs> I mean, technically, just, it's yes. Newlywed. It's, they're they're newlyweds. They're newlyweds, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, it's still um, happy, happy times. So going from <laughs> culture, I want to kind of shift it a little bit more. For the, for the tech people that obviously listen to this, what is the tech stack you guys are using, and um, what made you guys choose that one? So we are uh, we have a pretty simple tech stack. We have C sharp backend uh, services APIs uh, using I guess .NET six now. Okay. Um, what is the latest .NET? It's it's changing so fast. Um, I think it's eight, isn't it? It is. I think seven is the latest. It's not LTS, and then eight mm. will be yeah. next. Well, yes. And so we stay on the latest LTS. Uh, we find that there's enough value there for us that we don't need to go flipping around to the next one. Yep. And then uh, our front end is Angular. Again, same pattern where we we move to the next LTS when it releases. Um, and uh, we the way we do that is we balance our work with our product team on what needs to be done. So. We are pretty explicit about wanting a 20% time for engineering improvements, and we don't look at it as tech debt. We've kind of removed that word from our vocabulary, and we look at it as what is prohibiting value from being added to our customers. It, you know, mm. Security is a risk, so we have to do patches every month. Right. So every month we do patches. Um, and every, uh, like if .NET has a patch, kind of a thing. Right. Um, and then we look at how we're structured in our system. And if something there needs to be improved, then we'll take off a small iterative portion of that and we'll go and iterate on that and make that better. And so we'll do that for 20% of the time uh, throughout the whole year. And that makes a huge impact on what we're able to deliver and what value we're able to, um, value we're able to add to our customers. Hmm. Love it. Yeah, that's, well, that's way cool. So uh, if, uh, if if there's we like we like talking about you know different folks that are looking for jobs and and looking for you know some tech jobs and stuff like that 
what is the process for for you guys? How do you find your people and, and what's something that if I was looking, would I do to get your attention or, or, or what have you? And I'm gonna is piggyback that, off yeah. that too and say, feel free to you know kind of dive in what what the interview process looks like for you as well like what should somebody expect if they are coming from well if they if they make it to an interview process finding people is the hardest yeah. uh, i don't i heard someone say recently now that uh, there is all these layoffs in technology it's easy to find people i'm like where did you find them right it's not where it's are really they? not because <laughs> they're not in my pool of people yet <laughs> Bring them to me. Um, so where do we find people? Uh, a lot of our of our people have been referrals. Um, and uh, we have a guest mobbing program where people are able to just come and check out how does mobbing work. Let me just come see and, and get oh, a taste for that. Cool. So we do that for about two hours, whether in the morning or afternoon. We'll work with the person. And people come in remote or they come, they come in, in remote? Yeah, so we have a hybrid team. Okay. And uh, we have one person who's full-time remote. Who, who lives out of, out of Utah, and then the rest of the team is here in Utah, but then remotes in half the mm -hmm. time. Um, and so we have people come in on site. We just had someone last week. Um, we have people come remote. We just had someone today. And um, today's was an interview, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but part of our interview process is to have them guest mob with us so that they know what they're getting themselves into. Ooh, I love I that. I like that. That yeah. is very That's more hands-on. Cool. It is very hands-on. They learn what you guys are doing, how you're doing, and you see how they react with each other. Exactly. Wow. And it's really important it's better because... better than taking them golfing. <laughs> is it, though? Well, okay. I'm, maybe that's... Maybe I'm biased. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's really important for us that it's a partnership between them and us, right? Agreed. If, if someone's going to come work for us, they need to know how we work, and they need to know it's good for them. We've had candidates come in and say, it sounds great. It's not for me. And then we've had other candidates come in. I was skeptical. This is awesome. And uh, that's cool. Yeah. It's really fun to see how everyone reacts. And so that's one of the ways that we've found candidates is through that okay. guest mobbing. I would think that that's such a better way to pick. People I would think so, yeah. An interview process can only go so far, mm -hmm. and everybody can look good in an interview or bad. Yeah. Somebody could look bad that's actually well, a really nervous, good fit. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And yep. they just sit down and, hey, wow, this is great. We're working together. I love that, dude. Have we had anybody talk about doing that? I don't no, think we No, I mean, I all the companies yeah. we interviewed? I don't think so. Not, not to that extent. I, I mean, love it. I yeah. only know of one other company that does it, uh, Hunter Industries. They're based in California. They're a sprinkler, um, like industrial sprinkler yeah, yeah. company. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where mobbing originated, was from them and Woody Zool. Okay. And so um, we've actually done a guest exchange or mobber exchange program with them where we send them one of our people and they send us one of their people for a oh, day. Nice. It's been pretty that neat. That is super cool. That yeah. is way cool. And so that's pretty cool. Um, and, and, you know, our guest mobber program, I should call out, is not just for people that are interested in working for us. It is for people that are interested in just learning about a new way of working. So you don't have to be wanting to come work in that environment. You can just come check it out. There's no strings attached, no no need to feel like you're wasting our time. You're not. You're, if you're learning something new, you're not wasting anyone's time. So how yeah. often, a couple of questions here cool. on that. One, how often do you guys do them? And then two, like, so, when is this integrated into the hiring process? Do they have to go through at least one round of interviews and then and then you do this? Is this a last step? Take me through that part of it. 
Yeah, so your first question, how often do we do it? We, we try to limit, unless it's for interviews specifically, yeah. we try to limit to one a week Okay. Um, at the max. That's cool. And, um, Super consistent? Yeah, one well, it, it sometimes pretty, is. Yeah. Does the time vary? Can can anybody? We're pretty well, flexible. You know everybody shows up, but how do how do people find out about yeah, that? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, how do, I, I'm interested like to get this. on a Slack channel or what? Okay. I mean, how would they reach out? Uh, oh, how do they reach out to me? Or anybody. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. emailing me directly right now is the best way to do it. Um, okay. And we can put my email in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and go from there. Um, so as far as how we integrate into the interview process, our, our interview process, we've tried to streamline it to find the, the, the things that we care about the most. So things that we care about, are you going to collaborate with us? Um, can you do the job? And are you someone that we want to work with? And do you want to work with us? in the way that we work. And so uh, the first call is, uh, you know, like the, the typical like recruiter will call and just double check, you know, uh, and then I'll have a call with them and we'll sp- speak for uh, 30, 45 minutes just is to kind of- Is that you do a technical rundown kind of? Or, kind of. Or is that Just having a conversation, Have a think. conversation. So a lot of my questions, I, I look for what is, um, how, how a person behaves in their work environment. like. Do they get really frustrated when something bad happens? Are they excited when something good happens? And, and why do they capitalize on that? How do you do that, that in the interview process? How do you find that out in the interview process? I ask questions like, what? Um, you know, give me an example of a time that was really hard. And uh, you know, how did that all play out? And you see how they react to the explanation. And and you know, you think that's an easy way to just be like, oh, you know, like I'll, I'll give you my easy answer. But people are pretty open, and I and I love it. And <laughs> sometimes it's it's eye opening to see, okay, well, this person got a little more frustrated than I I think I would want, but. You know, we can judge and, and see like, is that a pattern? Okay, and if it if I feel like I need to, I'll ask another, like give me another example of a hard time. Um, and now give me an example of like a really big success for you and how that affected you. And, and then how did you build on that? And you know, how did these two interplay if they were at the same company? And oh, those are great questions. And that's what I love personally, and this is just me. That's what I love about the, the technology industry, everybody is so open and, and you can actually see like how somebody is going to react to certain questions. Whereas, you know, other industries, sometimes you can, people, people are really good at faking it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is just my opinion, but from the technology standpoint, software engineers are, are very honest, truthful people. They're not going to lie to you. They're going to, they're going to be straightforward with you. So <laughs> that's, that's a good indication. Sometimes to tell. Too, too much. Yeah, I mean, TMI. yes, to, to, a, to a degree. I love <laughs> engineers. Happens. Hey, I it love does. engineers. They're great. Exactly. They're amazing human beings. But they do think differently. That's, they do. Let's just face it. And we, and we need them to. Absolutely. Yeah. And we need, yeah, we need that's them. the reason they do what exactly. they do is because they have brains like that. Yep. And and I have complete and total respect for that kind of okay. brain processing. Yeah. yeah. So after their call with me, we'll actually have a one-day interview scheduled with them, and it's about eight hours or seven hours. And so they come in from uh, nine to noon and mob with the team. That's and we always have them do it mountain time. Uh, one of our constraints right now is they need to work mountain time. Um, just one of the things that we're, gotcha. we're in the situation of. And then um, after lunch, we have a uh, a pairing session, and this is where they're one on one pair program with another one of our engineers, and kind of do a uh, it's called a kata. Uh, it's an exercise. Where they're solving this problem lean? that's very small. Hmm? Is it a part of lean? 
Um, it's not part of lean. It's okay. more like a way of practicing your skills. Like a, like a kata, like in martial arts? Yes, exactly like that. Okay. In fact, that's, that's where the name comes that's from. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so... Um, and I was thinking Kaizen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm all over the place, man. No worries. <laughs> and uh, so they, they do this kata one-on-one, -on -one, and that's where we really assess the technical capability of the individual. We're seeing, can they think through solving this problem? Can they think through what the code needs to look like and can they think through you know step by step and while no way there's no way to assess perfectly someone's technical capabilities we have found this to be a great proxy for technical ability uh, measurement without needing to take hours and hours with people agree mm. wow that's, that's way cool yeah man that is legit i we've heard a lot of people how they interview and stuff but i just really feel like what you've just explained, you probably get the cream of the crop of who you're looking for, I would think. I think we do. Yes. Wow, that I is so. very yeah. cool. I hope people are listening to this. If there are any companies out there listening, I know we have a lot of folks that, that listen that are developers, but this is important because I, this, I believe, is the new IT. That is the future of how we're going to pick folks. Agreed. And that I, I totally agree on that. Like We're all used to the whiteboarding questions. And, yes. and those what are so painful. For, why should we hire you? Brilliant. Oh my god! Like, no. Exactly. no, what's more your worst? Me to code what's on the your, wall. Yeah. Oh jeez. What's, what's your worst problem? <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I work so hard that I get tired. <laughs> You're like, jeez. Anyway, I'm too yeah, nice. Those are such useless, useless questions. And anyway. They don't prove anything. It's like <laughs> they, read, they don't uh, prove you read uh, a book I, about. I know how to do my job, which is thinking about problem solving, what, what do you need me to pretend to be an IDE for? Right, exactly, oh, yeah. so true. Okay, with that said, we, we, we like to, I like to ask this question, I say we, I like to ask this question. You do, Brad, this is your question. Is, yeah, is uh, what do you feel like is the future of your guys' technology? Um, what, what do you feel like, where are you going? Where are you guys Ooh, going? Where are we going? Oh, I want to give you such a good answer to that. <laughs> so, no pressure. <laughs> where I uh, this is going to be Danny's opinion, right? Perfect. No, nothing all from my Excel or immersion. Yeah, like this right. is just Danny's opinion. So, uh, what we find is that in, specifically in like language assessment area for us, people make mistakes. Humans make mistakes, and so the more we automate that, the the better things are going to be. And that applies not just to what we do, but I mean, we see what Tesla's doing with semi-trucks, trying to automate that. And I'm not saying anything about whether industry should be upended or not, but uh, helping to augment the human mistakes with systems that are automated is a very powerful way for us to, you know, lift the human condition. Change the world for you. Yes. I agree. Sure. And so I see us uh, participating in language learning more. I see us participating in building out uh, better hiring pipelines. Uh, and I, I see people using computer-aided interview processes to, uh, to improve their own workforce. Uh, to wow. a degree, yes. I mean, I, I do believe that there is a place for AI in, in the industry. However, so much of choosing a person to come to your team is so personal oh yeah that 
that's the one thing that AI cannot replace is it's the personal touch. And that's why I say computer aided, right? AI aided. Because I don't want to ever be replaced. Right. And I actually think, you know, chat GPT, as much as it can write code, it's not going to do do what you need it to do. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so... You know, There's some nuances there that it will never be able to get. Right. Well, and even if it can write the code that we write today, that just means that my job will go one step higher. As a human, exactly. I'll just go one step higher. You know, we don't write assembly anymore. We don't write binary anymore. Right? We, we, have, we don't even write unmanaged code very often anymore for line of business applications. And so, you know, what's the next step? I'm not scared of what that next step is. It's just going to aid us to, to improve and be better. 100% agree. Big time. I was going to ask the, the last question, but he kind of like already answered that. <laughs> yeah, but we still, we should officially ask it because I like asking it. You, you already went there, but, but if we were going to think broader, where do you think technology itself is going? Not just in your company, mm. but... I mean, I think we kind of got there. Yeah, I, wanna, but I, 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 I still want to know. I, what do you think? I think, think? you've got a deeper... I think he's he got does. a deeper answer. I can see it. It's, it's, he's, he's, the wheels are exactly. turning. We, so I, I look at where technology's at right now. Right, we're able to make fake videos way too easily. Oh, my gosh. And not yes. detect them. It's getting crazy. It's It's... Bad, <laughs> really bad, and you, you know, can't believe anything. You, what you see, you believe. You can't do that anymore. Right, right. <laughs> and so, like, we need to see an evolution in in the human being able to detect what is real and what is not real. Or we need another AI that tells us that we're looking at AI. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're not That's far off. <laughs> Oh, crap. We're in trouble, folks. I mean, we thought Skynet was the only threat, but there's Skynet, and then there's GoodNet, and they're they're going to go to war for us. Right? Yeah. 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 You know, that... We didn't, I don't think I've ever thought about that. You know, it's always the, is this yeah. going to be good, or is this going to be bad? There's never been a, hey, maybe it'll be good and bad, and they will fight, and we'll see who wins. Yeah. I've, I've never thought about constant. that. I have never yeah, thought never. about it, but uh, that seems a little more realistic, realistic that there yeah. will be a lot of good and bad in- intermingled, and hopefully they won't destroy the human race. But I think there's a lot of opposition that will always need to exist. You know, what's that... Um, for every action, there's an equal and opposite well, reaction. reaction. Yeah. Uh, for every technology that comes out, there will be an opposite use of it, and you know, a, a good so use and a bad true. use. So, so true. And, and I think technology itself will even like will come up with technology that's good, and then a technology that's bad, and those will compete with each other. Except for the Tor network, is there really anything good on there? <laughs> we did a podcast. I did a podcast where we searched the Tor, and we were like, "Can we find something good did on you? the Tor network?" We found some cat videos. <laughs> we did find some cat videos, and they weren't like tortured or anything. They were yeah. cute little cat videos. So that's what we found on the dark web that was uh, okay. good. <laughs> so cat videos. We can't end on that note, guys. But even peer to peer, right? Peer to peer can be enabled even more. Like we get Windows updates peer to peer now. Yep. We get yeah. game updates peer to peer. That's Man. pretty awesome. Yeah, I that like is. that. So you know, True. while Tor itself maybe is sketchy. The technology, the technology that, drove, that drives it, it actually has some implementation yeah. that's a good thing. Exactly. I love me. Great positive attitude. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. This is, and this has been awesome, man. Thanks for being on the show. I know I've said that once. I've, I usually say it three or four times during the show. <laughs> At least. <laughs> 
But this was good. I, yeah, I'm this is really awesome. excited. To me, the standout was your hiring process. I just think the 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 mob thing is such a cool, awesome idea. It is, and more companies should be paying attention to that. And and I think they will. Do, do you? Don't you? I do, really do you, hope so. There's a lot of skepticism out there oh, around no. it. You there know. Always is. And I think that Proof one of the, the things, that, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and one of the things that people assume is that you compare apples to apples, and you say, well, you're using all your engineers, and uh, you could have them all working on separate tasks, but they forget about all the intangibles. How much time are they spending spinning their wheels? How much time are they spending on PRs? Exactly. How much time are they spending on all the coordination oh. that has to happen because they're all separate? How much time are they spending on doing merging of their branches because they have to do branch merging? We do trunk-based development. There's no merging of our, tr of our code base. It's always just flowing forward. And it, there's a, it's a fact that that things aren't just doubled when you when you when you add to. So one person can do this amount of work, but two people can do not just two times as much as one person. Usually three or four times as much if they're all in there doing the same thing, mm -hmm. right? If they're yeah. all doing separate stuff, just like you said, then they're then they're not using that that uh, what's the word I'm looking for that multiplier that happens when yeah. you get this connection. You know, when we we build a house, one guy it will take. You know, five years to build a house, but 20 guys could build a house, you know, in two months. Right. We don't build houses, 20 houses at a time, one person each. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I exactly love right. that whole yeah, exactly. concept that you're talking about. I can't not see, well, that's double negative. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a thing for sure. I, I love that we heard it on the new IT because I think this is the epitome of what's happening in Agreed. the world today. Drop the mic. <laughs> Done. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks again, man. Having said that, where can oh, people yes. go out to reach you? Thanks, Brad. Reach me. Um, yes. Reach you or Immersion or IXO, whatever you're being And we'll put in now. the notes, but you go ahead and, and tell them to. Uh, yeah. I am uh, mostly present on uh, Slack. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> And on did you email. meet him on Slack? I did. I had a yeah, yeah. So I'm part of the <laughs> Utah Software Craftsmanship Meetup. Uh, it's on Slack, and um, and also the Atlanta Software Craftsman uh, or Software Crafters uh, Meetup uh, Slack. And so you can find me on there. Um, I am on Twitter, inactive at Danny D Warren, um, and so you can you can tweet at me, and I'll see it. <laughs> and nice. uh, and then I'll get, get you my email so that you can, uh, you know, people can contact me if they want to come out and check out guest mobbing. Sweet, awesome, I love awesome. It. This has been so good. It's been Any great. Any last words, Brad? Nah, I'm good. All right, <laughs> folks, you know the drill. You have been listening to the new I.